Hi friends, welcome to this podcast, Holistic, where we learn about Jesus together. And we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Because the things which are seen are temporary, but praise God, the things which are not seen, those are eternal. Be blessed as you listen to this podcast today. read to you today um, a chapter out of a book and it's not a very long chapter and it starts with the scripture and the scripture is this my brethren count it all joy when you fall into difficult times knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience that's James 1 2 and 3 and the book I'm going to read is called a tramp for the Lord tramp for the Lord by Corey ten boom and it's the sequel to the hiding place And I know many know her story, but in case you don't, this is the story of a a lady who um, is a Dutch lady from Holland and during World War II had helped to hide Jewish people in their, their, I was going to say home or is it store? Um, Anyway, they they hid uh, Jewish people. They were Christians. And because they did that, they... um, were found out by the Nazis and were taken to a concentration camp. And she spent time in a concentration camp, but did get out and uh, had quite a story to tell and just loved the Lord, traveled around and just had such a heart for the gospel. And um, so she's written books. There's a movie made about her called The Hiding Place. And so I'm going to read the first chapter out of this book. And if you don't have this book, I highly recommend it. Um, It's a few chapters, a pretty short Um, read each chapter is not very long and wow it's encouraging convicting and um, for me brings me to tears time and time again and it probably will for you as well so the first chapter is called a strange place to hope and I just had to share it because it's so amazing um, and puts so many things into perspective and is convicting and uh, challenging but uh, shows us the goodness of the Lord and how we can trust him even in really hard, difficult times. And I was already (laughs) thinking about it and crying a little bit. So uh, (laughs) excuse me if I sound uh, like I've been crying. So chapter, first chapter here, a strange place to hope. Rank upon rank, we stood that hot September morning in 1944, more than a thousand women lining the railroad siding, one unspoken thought among us, not Germany. Beside me, my sister Betsy swayed. I was 52. Betsy was 59. These seven months in a prison and concentration camp since we had been caught concealing Jews in our home had been harder on her. But prisoners, though we were, at least till now, we had remained in Holland. And now when liberation must come any day, where were they taking us? Behind us, guards were shouting, prodding us with their guns. Instinctively, my hand went to the string around my neck. From it hanging down my back between my shoulder blades was the small cloth bag that held our Bible, that forbidden book which had not only sustained Betsy and me throughout these months, but given us strength to share with our fellow prisoners. So far we had kept it hidden, but if we should go to Germany, we had heard tales of the prison inspection there. A long line of enemy boxcars was rolling slowly past. Now they clanged to a halt, and a gaping freight door... Sorry, turn the page. Loomed in front of us. 
I helped Betsy over the steep side. The dark box car grew quickly crowded. We were pressed against the wall. It was a small European freight car. Thirty or forty people jammed it. And still the guards drove women in, pushing, jabbing with their guns. It was only when eighty women were packed beside that the heavy door, excuse me, packed inside, that the heavy door slid shut and we heard the iron bolts driven into place outside. Women were sobbing and many fainted, although in the tightly wedged crowd they remained upright. The sun beat down on the motionless train. The temperature in the packed car rose. It was hours before the train gave a sudden lurch and began to move. Almost at once it stopped again, then again crawled forward. The rest of that day and all night long it was the same, stopping, starting, slamming, jerking. Once through a slit in the side of the car, I saw trainmen carrying a length of twisted rail. Maybe the tracks ahead were destroyed. Maybe we would still be in Holland when the liberation came. But at dawn, we rolled through the Dutch border town of Emmerich. We were in Germany. For two more incredible days and two more nights, we were carried deeper and deeper into the land of our fears. Worse than the crush of bodies in the filth was the thirst. Two or three days when the train was stopped, the door was slid open a few inches, and a pail of water passed in. But we had become animals incapable of plan. Those near the door got it all. At last, on the morning of the third day, the door was hauled open its full width. Only a handful of very young soldiers was there to order us out and march us off. No more were needed. We could scarcely walk, let alone resist. From the crest of a small hill we saw it, the end of our journey. A vast gray barrack city surrounded by double concrete wall, walls, Ravensbrook. Like a whispered curse, the word passed back through the line. This was the notorious women's death camp itself, the very symbol to Dutch hearts of all that was evil. As we stumbled down the hill, I felt the little Bible bumping, bumping on my back. As long as we had that, I thought we could face even hell itself. But how could we conceal it through the, through the inspection I knew lay ahead? It was the middle of the night when Betsy and I reached the processing barracks. And there, under the harsh ceiling lights, we saw a dismaying sight. As each woman reached the head of the line, she had to strip off every scrap of clothes, throw them all into a pile guarded by soldiers, and walk naked past the scrutiny of a dozen guards into the shower room. Coming out of the shower room, she wore only a thin regulation prison dress and a pair of shoes, her Bible. How could we take it past so many watchful eyes? Oh, Betsy, I began, and then stopped at the sight of her pain-whitened face. As a guard strode by, I begged him in German to show us the toilets. He jerked his head in the direction of the shower room. Use the drain holes, he snapped. Timidly, Betsy and I stepped out of line and walked forward to the huge room with its row on row of overhead spigots. It was empty, waiting for the next batch of 50 naked and shivering women. A few minutes later, we would return here stripped of everything we possessed. And then we saw them stacked in a corner, a pile of old wooden benches crawling with cockroaches. But to us, the furniture of heaven itself... In an instant, I had slipped the little bag over my head and, along with my woolen underwear, had stuffed it behind the benches. And so it was that when we were herded into that room ten minutes later, we were not poor but rich, rich in the care of him who was God, even of Ravensbrook. Of course, when I put on the flimsy prison dress, the Bible bulged beneath it, but that was his business, not mine. At the exit, guards were feeling every prisoner front and back and sides. I prayed, O oh Lord, send your angels to surround me. But then I remembered that angels are spirits, and you can see through them. What I needed was an angel to shield me so the guards could not see me. 
Lord, I prayed, make your angels untransparent. How unorthodox you can pray when you're in great need. But God didn't mind. He did it. A woman ahead of me was searched. Behind me, Betsy was searched. They didn't touch or even look at me. It was as though I was blocked out of their sight. Outside the building was a second ordeal, another line of guards examining each prisoner again. I slowed down as I reached them. But the captain shoved me roughly by the soldier. Shoulder, shoulder, move along. You're holding up the line. So Betsy and I came to our barracks at Ravensbrook. Before long, we were holding Clandestine. Not sure if that's how you say that word, Clandestine, Clandestine. Bible study groups were an ever-growing group of believers, and Barracks 28 became known throughout the camp as the crazy place where they hope. Guest hoped, in spite of all that human madness could do, we had learned that a stronger power had the final word even here. Wow. (laughs) You know, it's hard to get through that without crying. I think I only could because I was trying to read it um, for the podcast. But wow. You know, that one part that really speaks to me where she said, of course, when I put on the flimsy prison dress, the Bible bulged beneath it, But this part, it says, but that was his business, not mine. And, you know, she prayed. And I just thought about that, you know, how often do we fear and are we worried? And and we don't just think, okay, God, you've got to do this. You've got this. You know, we have a part to play, but this has to be you. And she just trusted in the Lord in this horrible place. You know, it says there, this became the camp known as the crazy place where they hope. And it says, yes, hoped in spite of all that human madness could do. We had learned that a stronger power had the final word even here. And so, friends, this won't be a long podcast, but that's what I want to say to you today. No, you're not in a concentration camp. God, may this never happen again. But, friend, in spite of anything that you could come up with you know it says human madness could do anything you can do anything people can do the sin of this world what the enemy is doing you know we can still hope hope in Jesus because he has a stronger power he has the final say we're told in this world you'll have trouble but take heart I've overcome the world so God has overcome the world how could she do the things that she do? It's because of God, God alone. And I, I had a friend, you know, I was sharing about this, who's also read the book. And she was saying, you know, she had a childlike faith. It was like, she just looked at, at God as like her dad. He was her daddy. And friend, that's where we need to be trusting in him, moving with him. You know, he loves us so much. He's, he's with us. He's not absent and you aren't alone. You know, I was just reading also in another book, this Rediscover Jesus that I've mentioned before. And one of the things he's saying in this chapter I read, he says, be open. And he gives this verse, which is really cool. I had just, it had come to my mind and then it was in this book and it's created me a clean heart, oh God, and put a new and right spirit within me. And the question here, it says, what's preventing you from making yourself available to God? And so we can have things happen, you know, we can have trauma, we can have these experiences that can either, you know, drive us away from God or, or bring us to God. 
And sometimes we've sinned, you know, this, what I read, create me a clean heart. This was David and he had sinned. This is found in Psalm 51. And he had done some bad things and he was crying out and he was saying, God created me a clean heart. Oh God, put a, put a new and right spear within me. And I think sometimes that is what's preventing us from coming to the Lord because we've sinned, because we've made mistakes and we think, God, he can't forgive this one or it's just too much, it's too big. Maybe you've had trauma and you think, I can't trust God. I can't trust anyone. People have abandoned me and I, I just feel alone. Maybe you've gone into that victim mode so much in your life. You know, it can cause us to put a guard up. And maybe today you're really struggling with something and you're, you're overthinking and you're thinking you're not good enough and you're thinking you've, you've done too much and God can't forgive you. And maybe you're addicted and maybe you keep doing the same thing over and over. And you're just sick of it and you're sick of yourself and, and you're tired of the thoughts spinning around and around. And friend, I want to say to you, I understand that. And so what I want to say to you today, encourage you in this, is come before Jesus. Come to him and know that he loves you, and that he is always available. He isn't absent. He is with you. And if you have sinned, let me tell you this. Let me free you of something. We all have sinned. That's what we're told in the Bible. We all have sinned and we fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. None of us, not one of us is righteous. So you may look at someone and think, wow, they're really doing good. And look at them and they don't seem to have problems. And they don't look like they're struggling. Well, you never know what someone is going through. You can see somebody and it can seem like everything's okay. But let me tell you, we have all sinned. We come into this world as sinners. And it's only with the help of Jesus. It's only with his help that we can have this clean heart. He creates that clean heart in us. And he puts a new and right spirit within us. It's not us doing it. We are not God. We can't make ourselves clean enough. We can't renew ourselves enough. It's only with Jesus Christ. So I want to pray to pray over you today and say to you, come to Jesus today. Today's the day if you don't know him. Oh, may you come to him today. And maybe you've known him for a while. Maybe you've walked away from him. Maybe you, you haven't put him first. You've got one foot in and one foot out. And you're, you're thinking about the cares of this world too much. And maybe you feel guilty or shame over that. Maybe you've known God and you've been sinning and you've walked away. Well, today's the day for you as well. It's not too late for God to come back into your life. Clean your heart up. And put a new and right spirit within you. Call on his name. He knows. Be open. Make yourself available to him today. You know, someone like Corey Tim Boom, think about the hard trials that she went through. It was only because of Jesus that she could have hope in a place like a concentration camp. In this book, there's story after story of how she traveled around in the world and she was in hard places, and sometimes she didn't know where she was going to stay. She didn't know if she'd have enough money, but God always provided. It was like she took a step, and there was God. She took a step, and there was God, and that's how it is. You know, he gives us pieces, and sometimes it's just so hard because we want the answer, and we want to we see it all, and we just have to trust him. You know, we just have to walk by faith 
and not by sight. Sometimes we can't see it. We can't see what he's doing, but he's always working and he's always moving. That we have to be open and we have to talk to him and we have to, to just be honest with him and let him come in and, and fill you with his presence. And oh, how much he loves us. You know, he loved us first. Jesus went to the cross and he took the weight of our sins upon him. He, he didn't deserve it, but he, he took it for you and for me because he loved us. And so once we know we're loved, we can love him and love others. And so often we have to get back to that place. Sometimes we have to go back there. Maybe you have known Jesus has loved you, but you've had a lot of health problems or you've you've had some problems in your marriage or you've you've just been stressed out or you've been distracted. Well, I want to remind you he still loves you. And it's not like he's thinking, oh, you know what, I had loved this person, I've loved you, but you know what, you've just walked away and I just can't love you anymore. That's that's all the love I had. It doesn't work like that. I want to remind you, I'm not making light of it, but I want to remind you, you are still loved. Right now in this moment, you can say a prayer, you can talk to God, you can pour out your heart. Friend, have a good, ugly cry. I pray you can do that. If not right now, at some point, <laughs> we need to do that. It's like you get out the junk. And so I want to leave you with this verse. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. I pray that over you today in Jesus' name. That you would come before God and let him create in you a clean heart and put a new and right spirit within you. It's only because of Jesus that you can become new and right. Remember that. He's the answer to every problem, everything in this life. And he gives us joy. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Our joy is found in him alone. So friends, take care today and know that God is with you. He hasn't abandoned you. It may feel like he's not with you. But he is. Come before him today and trust in him. Take care, friends. God bless you.